Hi all, this is What Fresh Insight, a show that looks at the big questions from new, unexpected angles. Who are we? What is really going on? And how do we bring good into this mundane, sublime, spiritual, and sometimes silly world of ours? I'm Sarah Bariza, a writer and musician. As a kid, I had many relatives, many older relatives, who grew up in what I considered big historical event times. Like they lived through the Depression, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War. And I always wondered why they didn't talk about it. Um, Almost never talked about it. It's not like these topics, these events are off limits to discuss. I mean, certainly there feels like there's like a new movie about World War II every other month, every other week, maybe. Uh, You know, movies, TV shows, documentaries. It's not like these subjects are forbidden, but they weren't topics that my relatives discussed. And I can't ask them now because they've all passed away at this point. But I always wondered, huh, they lived through these big things and don't talk about it. Now, two years into the pandemic, I'm starting to understand. Oh, because it's really hard to talk about the hard stuff. Oh, okay. Things I didn't understand as like an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old. Um, I can't imagine really feeling like talking about the pandemic, you know, with my own grandchild or, or whatever. So many, you know, millions of people have died. And this has been hard for even people who aren't connected um, personally with all the death happening in the world. So I have been thinking about, well, what is the difference between like the individual experiences of these really huge things that have happened in the world, these huge global events, these global catastrophes in many ways, uh, compared with like the movies and the books about these things. And one of the many differences that I see is that in a book, in a movie, you get a really nice narrative arc and you get things tied up at the end. Maybe not perfectly tied up, maybe there are some loose ends, but at the end, you have some sort of conclusion. Something has changed, something has moved forward. You have some sort of uh, resolution in hand. That is not the case in our personal lives. We have these huge things that are external to us that change the whole course of our lives, but there's no end point. Uh, I was thinking back to that you know, here we are. Here we are on the the basically the eve of a you know two years into the pandemic, and I've been thinking about those that first uh, stay at home season, which for me was about uh, ten weeks where I lived. And man, if things had gone back to you know quote unquote normal right after that, you know probably we could have talked about it as like, oh yeah, remember that time there was like these weird like ten weeks and like we stayed home and we did sour sourdough bread or whatever it was, and it had a really strong endpoint. At this point, two years in, there is no like great endpoint. I mean, who knows the future, but I really doubt there's ever going to be an external event that is this great endpoint. And this is a problem because we're people and people like to make narrative sense of their lives. We do this as a matter of course. We want to make sense of our world. We want to make sense of ourselves in the world. And we do that through the use of narrative, through stories. We tell stories, we share memories as a way of making sense of everything. And we need that. This is one way we get through traumas in our lives. This is one way we get through the hard times. It's also one way where we celebrate being in community with other people. We tell stories. Well, how do you tell a story if there's no external conclusion to the story? How do you tell the story of living through the pandemic or, you know, in my older relative's case, living through the Great Depression or what have you? How do you tell a story about that when there is never really an ending point? 
I want to suggest a reframe here. I want to suggest that instead of looking for an external endpoint, oh, look, the 10-week stay-at-home period uh, ended. Yay, great. Now I can go shop more easily at the grocery store or whatever. Instead of that external event, I want us to think about internal change. So yes, these major global events that affect us start externally. They start with something outside of us. But I think that if we look at our changed internal landscape, we can make some narrative sense of what has happened to us and uh, in our lives. In last week's episode, I talked about how research shows that we change in really important, significant ways throughout our lives, that we don't always think that we're going to change into the future, but in fact, we do. And we don't just change in superficial ways, but we change in ways that are really deeply connected to our values and our beliefs. And these shift throughout our lives. If we think about something like the pandemic that we've been living through as this external thing that has changed us internally, if we think about our internal change, we can begin to make a narrative sense of what has gone on because we have changed. Right now, my social media landscape is full of people talking about how their values have changed in terms of thinking about work, in terms of thinking about their family, in terms of thinking about the place of work in their lives, the place of family in their life, the place of hobby in their lives, of what is important for them in terms of money. Those are really big, deep value things. Uh, My social media landscape is full of people talking about leaving their faith home and going in a different direction. That's a big shift to say, well, you know, I used to believe this way about God and now I believe this other way, or I used to believe this way about money and now I believe this other way. That's a big shift. So as we think about making sense of the world that we're in, if we turn our attention towards our own selves, not in a selfish navel gazing way, but in a, hey, this is my life, I have to make sense of it. If we begin to pinpoint those changes in our lives, our beliefs, our values, we can find the end, not of our book, but of our chapter. We can find an end to this chapter of the pandemic, to this chapter of 2022. We can say, oh, here's here's a way that I have changed and say, okay, there is some satisfactory narrative ending to this chapter of my life. The goal isn't to tie things up with a bow, but to find a narrative so that we can make sense of what we have been living through. And now for our read of the week, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts. It's by Kate Richulia. Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts is a puzzle and an adventure. It reminds me a lot of the Westin game, if you're familiar with that, which is kind of like a mystery, but really like a huge puzzle that you're trying to figure out. Very much like whodunity, minus the whole murder part. Um, and this book really reminds me of the Westin game plus a fun sense of adventure. It's funny, it's witty, it's charming, uh, it's uh, compulsively readable, it's very much of a, a page turner. I am now rereading the book because I enjoyed it so much the first time. And last but not least, a delight of the week. I have been playing Wordle for the last few weeks and it is so much fun. And you probably don't need me to tell you what it is, but it's basically a a word game and you have uh, six chances to figure out a five-letter word. And what makes it so delightful for me, because I am... Despite saying I really like Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts, which is basically a, a big fun puzzle, I'm not really a puzzly kind of person. I don't play Sudoku. I don't I don't even know how to pronounce it. Is it Sudoku? Sudoku? Um, 
I don't really play crosswords, not really my thing, but I play Wordle with my five-year-old and he, he doesn't really spell most things, but he likes, he's like learning how to use the keyboard and he types it in. And so every morning these days we play Wordle and it is really a fun thing to do with, you know, with little kids, it's hard uh, to find like fun games where, you know, the adult is intellectually stimulated where also the kid's like, oh, I can enjoy this. And Wordle is uh, hitting that sweet spot these days. Thanks for listening to What Fresh Insight. I'm Sarah Bariza, and I'll be back next week with another episode. You can find me online at sarah-bariza.com, and you can find me on Instagram.